Today's episode is just a bit of a fun one. This is something that we do every single year. At the beginning of the year, we do predictions. So try not to take this podcast episode too serious. Well, with that out of the way, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Conrad Toll, and with me today is... Eric Patino. And today we are talking about 2024. As of this recording, we are just about to New Year's. So we're obviously looking forward to the future, but we thought, hey, why not go to the experts who've been looking forward to the future for even longer than we have? So we have consulted, sort of, with some of the greatest <laughs> fortune tellers of all time. Sort uh, of, to, yes. <laughs> to figure out what 2024 may hold for us all. But first, we did the same thing last year, and so I thought maybe I'd check in and see what it is we predicted for last year see how close we got and uh let me tell you we predicted elon musk's rocket exploding well i mean the nostradamus did but i'd like to take some credit for it i don't remember all that we said last year yeah so going back i didn't remember it all either but one of the things that the Nostradamus predicted was that in celestial fire, the light of Mars would dim or go out, something along that lines. And people were saying, well, that means that we're going to utterly devastate Mars and we're going to go to war with aliens on Mars and we're going to hit it with so many nukes that it's going to shatter the planet and Mars is going to wink out of existence in the night sky. I'm like, nah. What that most likely means is that the hope of the Mars exploration will go out. So what I predicted is that most likely a rocket of some kind would explode in a Challenger-like fashion, and that would essentially end the dreams of colonizing Mars. And that was... Those dreams will never die. <laughs> well, that was my prediction. And lo and behold, Elon Musk's Mars rocket the thing that's supposed to be the prototype for what is going to take people to mars as i'm sure you remember had issues on taking off the boosters several started to fail there was damage to the rocket and as it continued sure. to fly more and more things went wrong and then it started to spin wildly out of control and was self-destructed by the uh observers to try and keep to protect as many people as they could from falling particles. So, I guess this prediction is not entirely come to fruition, but I do believe that people will look at that as the moment where people stopped believing that Elon Musk was going to be taking us to Mars. So that one's, I think, probably the most spectacular of all of our predictions, because we specifically predicted there would be a spaceship or a rocket explosion of some kind. And hey, I didn't even know that Elon Musk was doing that at the time. 
And I completely forgot about that until I went back and listened to it. I'm like, hey, there was a big explosion that happened last year. So, hey, that was the Nostradamus. And I take a little credit. What were the other ones? Well, I predicted that Donald Trump would be indicted in 2023 and that it would be the beginning of the end for Donald Trump based upon the Simpsons episode. Anyway... <laughs> Um, and then that happened in March of 2023, and then more indictments came later in the year. So not the biggest of predictions, but um, not the worst. Mm -hmm. Then there was another one where the Nostradamus predicted seven months of war. I would say that he is technically correct. There was seven months of war, followed by another five months of war. There was a total of 12 months of war last year. So does that count? Does it count? Yeah. If I was to predict, yeah, there'll be uh, seven months of war this year, and then there's 12 does that count as a prediction come true? I mean, technically, yeah, I guess. But here's what I would do to explain the discrepancy. In the old times, you wouldn't have war all year round. And even today, there's still lulls in the fighting. So armies wouldn't campaign for years on end. They would go out, they'd fight, and then they would find winter quarters or that sort of thing. So maybe you could be saying that there was seven months of conflict. Because you've got to remember, this was back when he was writing all of this. His understanding was limited to pre-industrialization wars. And I don't think that they measured wars necessarily in years or combat in years. So, right, because right. they didn't have lines that lined up against one another. So, maybe it's just a generational gap in our understanding of what it means to be at war. But uh, I would go out on a limb to say he was a little off. Because I would say that there was 12, personally. And from that, I predicted that the, the wars would end in uh, July. And funnily enough, in July is when there was a Russian mutiny. Uh, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to end the war. And then the Nostradamus is going to be correct. And then the... Um, yeah, the uh, rebellion kind of fizzled out and uh, the war continued. That one did not necessarily come true. Uh, there were some other ones that we made that were a little crazy, like uh, Baba Vanga. Well, we she is a little more specific. She said there would be a solar storm. Uh, I don't remember any great solar storms last year. She also said that there would be lights, a light that would last for years, and it would that there would be no night anymore. She also said that bursts. A live birth would be banned and that there would be an alien invasion. Now, I remember uh, the alien invasion. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that uh, any of that actually came to pass. Conrad, but, Conrad, um, Conrad, we still have a few days until the new year. We do. We do. We have exactly <laughs> two, two days. Three days. <laughs> so alien invasion could still be on the table. Uh, Yeah. Or maybe an alien invasion doesn't have to be noticed. Maybe aliens could land and start a colony subterranean style. And uh, maybe she's counting that and we just won't know for several, several more years. I wouldn't necessarily count that as an invasion. I don't know. But uh, let's think of this from like the Native Americans to Christopher Columbus, right? If you lived in the Nevada valleys as a Native American... Would you know that in the year, what was it, 1490 or something like that, when Christopher Columbus landed in somewhere in the Caribbean, that there was a European invasion coming? No, you wouldn't figure that one out for like, what, another 200 years? 
So uh, when would you count, if you were making like a, a prediction for the Native Americans, right? How would you word that? If you're writing for the year that Christopher Columbus lands in Europe, you would obviously want to put that in there, I'm guessing. But if you were to say invasion, they'd be like, nah, that man got it wrong. But you just didn't notice it at the time? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just less thrilled with Baba Vanga as I am with uh, Nostradamus. The whole rocket thing, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. We definitely have some more Baba Vanga coming up today. And Nostradamus, so... Uh, and Nostradamus. So yeah, there's some interesting ones for Nostradamus that's coming up. Yeah, I, I would say that some of them are not really all that great of a far fetch from where we are right now. Looking forward to <laughs> If somebody was to predict that, oh, yeah. uh, there's two of them at least, I'd be like, yeah, duh, but that's going to happen next year. But he didn't say this this year. He wrote that, what, 500 years ago? So to say that, you know, what's going on right now will happen, it, it, mm -hmm. that's a little more impressive. That's a little more impressive. It but is. But before we get into him, what did Baba Vanga have for this year? Well, Baba Vanga has... The first one I have here is the end for Putin, question mark. So Vanga has predicted an assassination attempt on the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, by a fellow countryman for 2024. Now, what do you think about that one? I would love for that to be true, especially if the fellow countryman turned out to be Vladimir Putin himself. If Vladimir Putin does an assassination on Vladimir Putin, which some people would not call that assassination, they'd have a, another word for that. They would, they'd call that uh, suicide. But I'm just going to say the, uh, the Onion News Network kind of predicted 2009 there was going to be a uh, Putin assassination by Putin on Putin, where Putin would give Putin the order to assassinate Putin. Anyway. How long ago was that? <laughs> I can find the exact date for that, but it'll, it'll give me, you'll have to give me a second. I'm sure but that I, was like around the 2010s <laughs> or something. Yeah, it, it was not recent. What exactly did Baba Vanga say? Did she mention any Putin by name? Do you know? Just what I read. Okay. That was it. So that was yeah, a lot of these uh, interpretation of what she was saying. I'm not too sure. It, you know, uh, finding Baba Vanga predictions are kind of hard to find in its um, original written, kind of like Nostradamus. He had the quatrains, right? She doesn't yeah. really have that. So it's kind of hard to find the whole predictions paragraphs of, of exactly what she said. So, so these are just kind of like a summary of her predictions. So another one here that kind of goes along with it is uh, terrorist and biological attacks. Now, she warns of increased terrorist attacks in Europe, as well as predicting a big country will conduct biological weapon tests in 2024. Now, I'm wondering... What she's meaning by big country here, is that one of the like the big three or four countries currently right now? Like it's either us, Russia, China, South Korea. So I'm gonna say she China. said chemical feel, or biological? Biological. I'm gonna say, huh. I'm gonna say China. Testing though. She says I'm a big country will conduct a biological weapons test for attacks in twenty twenty four. Now, I would like to know, how does one do a biological weapons test? Because the whole problem with biological weapons is you've got to transport the disease to the target. 
and infect them. And normally that's done from person to person contagions. But then the problem is if you're running a test, how do you stop the test? And that also has the issue with a lot of biological weapons have is if you were to actually use it, how do you keep it from damaging yourself? Now, typically the idea is you will invent a extremely deadly disease, have a perfectly functioning vaccine for the disease, inoculate all of your people, and then release the disease is how it's supposed to go. But then if you're like, okay, we're going to test this biological weapon, uh, everybody across the whole world, please inoculate yourself so the disease does not hit you specifically. Well, then you've given away the whole key to your weapon. So I'm interested to see how exactly you test a weapon without the weapon going live. You know what I'm saying here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that how that's going to plan out. Unless it's tested in like a lab on against mice or something, or it's a lab against people in a lab. Obviously, that would uh, be a violation of human rights. But then again, if you're testing biological weapons, I'm assuming human rights is not on the forefront of your concerns. It's not a concern. It's not a concern. Let's move on to the next one. The next one is a huge economic crisis in 2024. She goes on to say it will apparently impact the global economy next year with rising debt levels and escalating geopolitical tensions being a major factor. I'm definitely going to put that into the well duh category, but the, the, the cool right. thing about that is she didn't predict that right now. If somebody was to predict that right now, we'd all be like, well, thanks a lot, Sherlock. But if you were to say that so many years ago, because she died in the 90s, I believe. I don't remember. Yeah, she died she, a while she's, ago. She's a, a lot more recent than Nostradamus. That's, right. that's all about I remember. Which is how she would be able to know about things like biological weapons. Because when the Nostradamus was alive, I don't even think that they even knew what germs were. So I don't think germ theory came around for another 300 years after he died. I don't think... Oh, obviously he could... He'd mention like plagues, but I don't think you'd be able to understand the concept of biological warfare and engineering diseases. That'd be very hard for him to put into words, which is one of the reasons why I think his uh, quatrants are so vague. Vague is you have to understand this from the mindset of somebody who was unable to understand exactly what it is that we have. How could he explain something like AI in old-fashioned terms? And so it's going to come out wonky. See, the next one is weather troubles. She has foretold that there will be a terrifying weather event and natural disasters for 2024. Again, that, that would be another, well, yeah, those kind of happen all the time. How terrifying of a weather event is she talking about, though? And that's what she doesn't go into details. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think that last year was the hottest year on record, right? No, 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 not last year. I guess it's still this year. I'm referring to the current year as last year already. So I believe that 2023 was significantly hotter on average than most years. And I would say that having worked outside for a good portion of the year all the way till like June, no, into July. I was working into July outside before I decided, you know what? I'm going to go find a job that has AC. I can guarantee this was a very hot year. I've worked outside many different years in the Texas sun and it was brutal. It was very brutal this summer. It was definitely hot. Yeah. So I would say that it is 
not even out of the close to out of the realm of possibility that this is a very slam dunk prophecy of outlandish weather. And we've seen uh, some pretty crazy things this year in the form of droughts. I'd say that the, that one checks out. It checks out. And the year hasn't even started yet. So her next one is more cyber attacks. She says there will be a rise in cyber attacks, according to the late clairvoyant. Yeah. Advanced hackers will target crucial infrastructures like power grids and water plants, posing a national security threat. Now, I would say if any of her predictions come true, it might be this one because 2023 actually had a couple of cyber attacks. Mm -hmm. And they and I've noticed that they've been ramped or rampant a lot more recently. We've had companies being attacked left and right. We've had a major, wait, was it 2022? There was, it was either 2022 or 2023 when a, when a power plant actually got a cyber attack. So yeah, I would say if any of her predictions come true, it might be this one. Mm-hmm. I so would also we'll have say to that keep an eye on this one. There, if you're looking at the war in Europe, the Ukraine-Russian war, cyber warfare is becoming more and more of a important thing because there's so many drones that they don't have enough missiles to shoot them down so the only cost effective way that either side can attack the other sides or defend against the other side's drones is cyber warfare to hack the enemy drones or to jam them or do something with them cyber so i know that the cyber war has been going on there for a lot and from what i've heard the russians have been studying cyber warfare for a long time and when the u.s left the cold war they stopped with concentrating so much on cyber warfare while the russian federation did not so i would say there's probably a good possibility that the Russians are working overtime on cyber warfare and may try and take advantage of the U.S. who has not. We'll have to keep an eye on that. All right. The next one is medical breakthroughs. Now, she says it's not all doom and gloom. She reportedly said that there will be new treatments for uncurable diseases, including Alzheimer's and cancer in 2024. Huh. I know. How? How? much we would love for that to be true yeah now is alzheimer's related to parkinson's i know that well no I, I think parkinson's is something completely different okay yeah well i would i definitely know that both of them are pretty bad so that would mm-hmm. be pretty that would be that'd be awesome that would be amazing if it happened i wonder if it is going to be a preventative thing where kind of like a shingles vaccine where old people when they reach the age of 50 that you start getting this parkinson's vaccine or something or it where it's a preventative cure or is it going to be an actual treatment that you have to go through once you get parkinson's i think it might be an actual treatment that's what it sounds like yeah so well i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed for that one i also don't think 50 is old um well neither of us are quite yet there yet when we get to 50 then we can say it's not old no Uh, but i know plenty of 50 year olds who can do a young man's job uh no doubt i know a couple 70 year olds who can uh, actually outwork me so (laughs) all right she goes on to say that there will also be a technological breakthrough she predicts that there will be a major breakthrough 
breakthrough in quantum computing. Now, this one has been said for a couple of years, so I don't know quite what to think of this one yet. So I'm just going to leave that one as it is. Well, I'm also going to say, what is quantum computing? I don't entirely know. I just know <laughs> the, it is something that is currently being worked on. Uh, I just wonder, because quantum is subatomic particles, right? As quantum physics is the physics of things that are subatomic, I think. Quantum computing. It comprises aspects of computer science, physics, and mathematics that utilizes quantum mechanics to solve complex problems faster than on a traditional computer. Hmm. Well, um... So right now it says the only agencies known to have quantum computing is NASA. The only ones known to, meaning that there's some that don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be some mad scientists in a basement somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we got one last one from Baba Vanga. That is, a mighty dragon is due to take over the planet, and three giants, possibly meaning Russia, China, and India, will unite. Another thing to look forward to in 2024. Isn't next year supposed to be in a Chinese calendar the year of the dragon? So that would be, I think, poetic. Well, I think that dragons aren't necessarily bad. They're just... Oh, you're right, Connor. Small. The Chinese zodiac for 2024 is the dragon. So China is going to take over the world and unite with Russia and India. What could that possibly be for? I wouldn't think that it's going to be India in that triad. I think that you're going to look at something more like... A, North Korea? No, I think more like Iran. Here's the reason I think on that. Because Iran is currently in a power struggle in the Middle East against the Turks and the Saudis. So yes. the Saudis and the Turks are not united. So it's a three-way contest. So if Iran was to win the contest in the Middle East, which they seem to be winning the contest for Iraq, and Iraq would be a major player. So if Iraq was to become a puppet state of Iran. I think that that would put Iran as a giant. So I think that that would count for the, the triad of Russia, China, and Iran. Got it. What exactly was that again? Because it could also refer to the U.S., France, and India. It said a mighty dragon will take over the planet with three giants uniting. Mm -hmm. So, so that could be, or maybe it refers to the EU. So they could be the US, the EU, and India. That would be three giants. But I don't ever see India and China uniting. They are not doing Yeah, I guess not. Options. Well then, shall we move to Nostradamus? Sure. Well, first off, to tie in to Baba Vanga, one of his quatrains was, the dry earth will grow more parched and there will be great floods. So... <laughs> That goes right along with what she was saying about natural disasters. So, um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that there's going to be some natural disasters next year. And one thing that I, I do remember is in uh, Nigeria, I believe, in Africa. It, over there, like, around Ethiopia. So that wouldn't be Nigeria. Anyway, in East Africa, there was tons of mudslides that happened there. And the mudslides were caused by droughts. As all of the vegetation died out there, when it rained, there was nothing to hold all the soil from starting to erode away. And there was massive mudslides. Also, perched 
dirt does not absorb water as readily as partially damp with a lot of vegetation. That allows a lot more water to seep in and to slowly sit until it absorbs. So with all of the deforestation and devegetation, there was a massive amount of mudslides that happened in East Africa. So I imagine that you, we could see the same sort of thing happening in California and a lot of other places where there's just a lot of dry, arid soil and hills just globally. Tons of mudslides, more than there was in 2023. Another one that kind of ties in maybe with Baba Vanga, this one's maybe less tied to that dragon will rule the world after three unite sort of thing, is it says, Red Adversary will become pale with dread, putting the great ocean into fear. Now, this one right here is easy for us as the U.S. to see a communist country as the Red Adversary. I actually but have I do, that prediction as well. But what I wonder is, from whose perspective is this adversary? Because he says the Red Adversary, but who's he talking to? It's easy for us to say that we are the intended audience. But first, before you figure out who the Red Adversary is, you have to figure out who we are talking to. Right. So that one, that one's a little difficult. But I think maybe the key is found in the second line of that one, that it puts the great ocean into fear. So if we go through the, the few oceans, there's the Arctic Ocean, the Pacific, the Atlantic, and the Indian. What is the Great Ocean? Well, it's not the Arctic Ocean, so we can go ahead and scratch that one off. I do wonder if he knew about the Pacific Ocean at the time when he was writing the Quatrants, because... See, think... my, my version of that prediction reads a little differently. My version says, Nostradamus predicted combat and naval battle with a red adversary or with that a red adversary will become pale with fear putting the great ocean in dread i did not see anything about naval combat so the, he yeah uh, my mind reads missed, a little differently so maybe i just missed that part of the quadrant when i was transcribing <laughs> interesting perhaps so I, but i did hear some other people talking about naval so if we're talking that there is the navy in it Putting the great ocean into fear. Hmm. I'm not going to, I'm going to say that he's probably not talking about the Indian Ocean. So mm. that leaves the Pacific and the Atlantic. I really am leaning towards the Pacific. And I was thinking that it was going to be the Pacific because I don't think that he knew or that he knew of the name of the Pacific Ocean. But I think that he would become aware of the idea after looking through all of the centuries and kind of gaining an understanding of what the future would look like. He just knows, yeah, the, the big one. So, so the question is, who will be the one that is the red adversary? Well, a lot of people keep referring to that as China. Yeah. I don't think Nostradamus would be referring to it as China. Because I think Nostradamus may be referring it to somebody else. Right. So from what perspective would somebody see the U.S. as the red adversary? I, I honestly have no clue. Me neither. I don't think that anyone would really call the U.S. the red adversary. But if, if we're talking about uh, the Nostradamus and his understanding, I think that he would know that the red is generally associated with the Soviet Union. Would he know the difference between 
the USSR and the Russian Federation? Or would he still be after looking into the future? Because if you look back at history and you're talking about the Roman Empire, we don't really distinguish between the different types of the Roman empires or the different time periods or that sort of thing, or the, you know, the difference between the Republic and the Roman Empire, which are technically different, but we kind of lump them all together. Would somebody looking so far into the future lump things together like we lump the Roman Empire together? And if that's the case, maybe when he's referring to the Red Adversary, he's still referring to the Soviet Union. It's a possibility. This one's definitely something we're just going to have to keep an eye on. Right. And it maybe wouldn't be something that's useful until right when a naval engagement right. is coming about. When it uh, happens. There is somebody who I read who was saying that, you know, maybe it's referring to the Red Sea. I don't think so. Because there is conflict happening in the Red Sea that is naval related. I think it's a bit of a stretch. I don't think that's too grand for Nostradamus to predict. Right. So we'll just have to see on that one. But I would put that one thing out there. I have saw a lot of people, and obviously the ones who are writing in English, are putting that down from the Western perspective of the adversary being the adversary of the West. But I don't know if the Notre Dame saw things that way. So Yeah, I don't think so. That, that'll be something interesting. I do have an interesting Nostradamus one. Is that the one about the Pope? I have that one too, but that's not the one I'm referring to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That one's not so interesting. Who cares about the Pope? <laughs> I think that's a, his fixation with the Pope is he's from back in a time when the Pope was actually meant something. And he's like, yeah, yeah. The, right. Check in on what the Pope's doing in the future. And he's like, ah, oh, this is important. Write it down. I'm like, no, no, man. The Pope's not important anymore. Yeah, no. The Pope was a big deal in his time. Not so much in our time. Yeah. But the one that fascinates me is there will be a new king in England. Mm -hmm. now, now, we all one, know, do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it if you want me to okay. read it out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. The king of the isles will be driven out by force yes. and mm -hmm. one who has no mark of a king will reign. Right. So what I have in my notes is the prophecies that says that a king of the isles will be driven out by force, like you said. One who will have no mark of a king. Now, we all know Queen Elizabeth passed away recently, right? Right. So and that her actually son, makes the prophecy right. half fulfilled already because everybody was looking right. at this going, well, wait a minute. This would mean that the queen would have to pass away and there'd be a king instated as a, the replace of the queen. And then she did die. And then everyone was like, oh, so the prophecy is already half fulfilled. Right. So we have a king. His name is King Charles III. Well, we don't have him. England has him. But go on. I'm an honorary <laughs> Brit. Okay, Conrad. <laughs> what? Your love of Terry's chocolate orange has made you half British? I believe you mean Twirlbard. Those are also British? I didn't know Terry's were British, but yes, oh, Twirlbards yeah. are British. So yeah, both Terry's chocolate orange. Okay, so by chocolate, he is British. Not only that, I <laughs> consume everything British television, British films. I just, I love British culture. Okay. But anyways. Go on about your king. I've, I've read a lot of people who believe that Nostradamus was referring to King Charles being driven out and being replaced by Prince William, who is the current heir. So that would mean Prince Harry is the UK's future king. Mm -hmm. And then, So it would be um, interesting to see if that actually happened. Yeah, I also, I think there was someone who was saying that it wouldn't be his direct successor who would actually become king, that there would be one who married into the royal family, who was a commoner or something like that, married one of I the, didn't read that. the daughters or something like that. I heard that as a possibility, but I think my favorite interpretation of this is 
that Parliament won't go with any of that. And Parliament will just elect someone who is not from the, is it the Tudor family or the Stuart family? They, they just, uh, just will. Stuart. It, it would be Stuart. Yeah, the Stuart. They'll, they'll just uh, appoint somebody else's king. They'll be like, we've had an, we don't want any of these. These are all bad. Let's give us, uh, let's get <laughs> a new royalty. So that would be quite an upset, don't you think? Can they do that? I don't think I, they can either. I mean, they've done it before historically. They've deposed kings. They've invited other kings to come and take over. Well, they, I'm not super well versed in the monarchy in the UK. Right. I, and I don't expect you to be. But none of that's been done ever since the king became a figurehead. The fact that they would replace the king with somebody else would be so crazy. Now, I do wonder, would this be in the the vein of the politically correct thing where they want to diversify the royal monarch? So they're like, you know what? It's about time. Why don't we just make an Irish king? Ooh, that would be interesting. <laughs> no, like not, a, not Irish. Not Irish. It would have to be Scottish because the Brits kind of look down on the Scottish. I'm sorry to say they do. But don't they often look down on like everyone who is not actually a Londoner? Like they, the London people look down on the Welsh, the Scots and the Irish. Definitely the Welsh. I don't know if they look down on the Irish as much as people perceive. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just because the Irish have had so many wars with the British. I just assume that the, the British hate the Irish as much as the Irish hate the British, but maybe not. I don't know. Lisa was the <laughs> one who always taught me these things about Scottish and Irish history mm -hmm. against the UK. But from what she's told me, they look down quite a bit on the Scottish. We should so definitely it would be get interesting. Yeah, it would Text definitely... Texter, what, what you would think about the uh, royal parliament getting upset with their current king, deposing him, and then picking a Scotsman as the next king of England? She would, she would be all for it. Before I forget, I did figure out when it was that the the Onion News Network predicted that Putin would assassinate Putin by giving an order to for Putin to assassinate Putin. Anyway, uh -huh. that was in 2012. The final quatrant was probably his longest, and it's about the Pope. Through the death of old pontiff, a Roman of good age will be elected. Of him, it be said, he weakens his see, but long will he sit in the biting activity. Right. A few things, just to make things more understandable, when it says, is said of him that he will weaken his see. The holy see is what some people will refer to as the position of the Pope. So, so what, what it's saying there is, of him it be said, he will weaken the seat of the Pope, the new Pope, the, the one of good age, whatever a good so age is. currently we have Pope Francis. Yes, who is and Argentinian. Argentinian, yes, and he is 87. Mm -hmm. He is that, but he's been having a lot of health issues. So I can, I can kind of see this one happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know if necessarily he will die, but there is a high chance of him just up and resigning. I think he will because recently he had to skip a UN climate conference because of a lung infection. Yeah. And those are pretty, pretty difficult because, you know, the lungs always stay wet. It's no joke. So I know that there are some people who have been requesting 
that the Pope stepped down because he's not been popular among the he's been a radical he's been a radical Pope talking about aliens and reading other religions Bibles he's been a controversial Pope for sure so there's some people who would just love to see him gone and others who genuinely think that he has reached the uh, end of his good years and he should step down and let somebody more capable so it is I think a high possibility that a Roman of good age will be elected which obviously he knows what that means because elections of popes have been something that's been going on for a long time right because popes are not i I guess coronated uh, as a king would be it's not a thing of well the next guy in line no they are actually elected so right but a, a pope of good age we've had considerably old popes who've been elected Mm-hmm. Meaning 60s on on up. So I wonder if he means like at a ripe 60 or like even younger. I think he what he means is a good age for being a pope. So I don't think he means young. I think he means old enough to have wisdom, yeah, but, but what young is, enough to... What is, um, what is old enough of good... Is that like 40 on up? 50 on up? I don't know. I would like to know what age it was he, that he was at when he wrote that. Because <laughs> good age... <laughs> changes with age it will be said of him that he will weaken the power of the pope he will long sit in biting activity now that one's i think interesting because biting activity i'm guessing what he's doing is he's stopping the other people of authority from being from centralizing power i'm guessing he's allowing cardinals and people further on down the line i forget exactly what it is it's cardinal and then there's priest or something there's cardinals of air i don't remember i don't know if we have any remaining catholics in our audience but if there are any it would be nice to hear from y'all of exactly at what y'all think it means the for the pope to be weakened i'm not a expert on the power of the pope or the power of the position of the pope so i would like to hear from catholics what it means to them if they somebody was to say the pope will be weaker or made weaker or a pope will choose to make the position of the the church weaker is that like their authority to interpret scripture or to be the heads of church will be reduced or that their actual say in church matters in other countries will be reduced so he was in his 50s when he wrote the quatrain okay so we should look for about a 50 to 60 year old pope well i do have one last nostradamus prediction Alrighty. yeah so apparently with the extreme weather and world events there will also have a very great famine happening so here's the thing i think it was last year he was talking about the price of grain going up and it did go up i think there was a massive starvation that happened in ethiopia not too long ago because there was a civil war that happened it's called the tigray wars and there was massive amounts of starvation that happened in ethiopia so I I would say that it is not unheard of that there would be uh it's possible uh, yeah it's not good to be hearing that it does seem to me that the uh, that Nostradamus is a little more of a uh, pessimist than uh, Baba Vanga she seems to be a little more of an optimist we'll probably have to do our predictions on political elections in uh, the U.S. because we love doing those. Um, I've been wrong yes. since 20, <laughs> uh, 20. 
2008? 2008. I don't think I've been right since I started making predictions. I've been wrong every single time. And uh, I am predicting that Joe Biden will win re-election. So that's back to Joe Biden. (laughs) I'm not predicting he would win at all. Yeah. So here's the problem that I'm having. I've been wrong so often and consistently wrong. If I am predicting Joe Biden, does that mean I think that Joe Biden will lose? Maybe. Are are you you trying to to curse him? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm against cursing him. That wasn't my intent. (laughs) You're jinxing it. I don't know. We will see later on when I... Because I think last year I predicted that... Not last year. Last cycle, I predicted that Bernie Sanders would win the Democratic (laughs) nomination. And then uh, Donald Trump would take the presidency. And I was wrong on both accounts by a lot. Well, I don't think Biden is going to be reelected. I don't think Trump is going to win election. I think we're going to have a new president, but I just don't know who yet. So I've heard predictions that there will be Biden will die. Kamala will be VP. The Democrats will struggle for a to find another candidate because they don't want Kamala to run. But it wants Kamala to run. Jesus. So then Donald, I've heard that the same person who's predicting this for also predicted that Donald Trump would be arrested and not able to run. So then they will, they'll scramble out uh, on the Republican side of candidates. So there'll be a, two candidates who will be running against each other who were not running for president a month earlier. And it'll be like two months or something before the election. So um, if that happens, that'll be very interesting. Come what next October? We'll, we'll prepare that episode. Yeah, there'll be two politicians walking out on stage. And uh, who are you again? Ah, no, I've never heard of you. Well, thank you for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. We've had a lot of fun making this one. Eric, any Mm -hmm. final conclusions for 2024? I predict there will be lots of Reese's in our future. In your future. Well, both of uh, our future. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully. I would say uh, build walls around your house if you live in a mud slide prone area so that's just what i'm saying of all yeah that's that's my takeaway be wary of the mudslides and floods and famines (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening and we will catch y'all in the next episode